attention. The movie guys love movies. Any comments about how, once again, Hollywood casts a much younger actor in a role previously played by an older actor are purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right, Denzel Washington? Yeah, what gives? The original Equalizer had a gray-haired white guy in the lead. Yeah, heaven forbid you put someone old in the lead of a movie, Hollywood. Yeah, actually, Denzel Washington is 59. Huh? <clears throat> That's actually five years older than Edward Woodward was. When Woodward was cast in the lead role of the TV show, The Equalizer. Black don't crack, black don't crack. <laughs> like to thank Paul Mooney for coming in and, uh, yeah. in the studio earlier today and recording the black don't crack bit just for the show. <laughs> that was great. Was that one of our guests doing an impersonation of Paul Mooney? We say, in case we don't, in case we need it, could you do an impersonation? Right. <laughs> yeah. um, but really, is Denzel fifty nine? He is. The, yeah. brother, the brother looks good. Oh yeah. my god! He's really handsome. Yeah. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's ageless. Isn't he though? He is. I don't know how he and yeah. Tom Cruise and some of these other guys do it. I'll t- actually, I do know why. Because they're artistic folks. I know plenty of people in my hometown. Who gave up 30 years ago and they look dead now? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, I mean, you see, you, you, see, you know what you see on their face? Hope. That's, that, that's what they've got. That's what makes them look Is young. That the young cream. Yeah, hope. Just a little bit of hope and a little bit of um, sense of purpose. Dream. Dream. And, and now Denzel gets to go into like his Morgan Freeman years. Oh, like that yeah. guy's gonna be around forever. <laughs> yeah, he has yet to even be supporting guys. Right. What if, what if he takes the contract for the Olympics away from Morgan Freeman? Would you be happy with that? Oh, I you am, mean voice wise? Voice wise. Uh, voice yeah. all Morgan. Voice all Morgan's got going sometimes. You know, yeah. with the well, he's got the dead, dead arm and everything. Yeah, I mean, he's not. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, he's got voice going to the degree of like yeah. twenty times the next person in line of <laughs> being yeah. the uh, elder. Black voice authority. True. Yeah, we can't take that from him yet. No. Uh, is he also I'm tall, Denzel Washington? It seems like tall people age slower, too. Thank you. Oh, I'll take that. I am, yes. I'm 75. Yeah. Yes. Feet tall? Great. Right. Six feet tall. Right. We're on board. Uh, we were going to talk about uh, ISIS. We were talking about beforehand. Like in every, We always open the show with some sort of thing that's topical this week we stuck it on the equalizer which is opening this week which is topical yeah. first and foremost we are journalists yes <laughs> well if we were we would have talked about isis but we didn't so because we we were talking about this even right before we started the show yeah tough to come up with a joke that's really gonna yeah that's gonna, gonna work land. Yeah. yeah but you know for that crowd that knows there was a tv show called isis in 1976 was there isis dedicated <laughs> foe of evil dedicated Defender foe of, of evil. the week Champion of truth and justice. This is actually their recruitment video, right? <laughs> the terrorists. This is what they're playing on CNN. They're the just dedicated by the bombing so night. Here's the thing: in Syria right now, this is a first run. They're playing this on their TV first run, so that's oh, where they got the name. Isis. They're like, "Oh yeah, this is new." They're so behind. It makes sense. Do they get our show in Syria? Uh, they they'll get that in when we're dead. Okay, It'll they do. Except they call there. it the infidel guys. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the infidel guys. <laughs> hey, well, welcome to the movie showcast, everybody. Part of the vast and sprawling movie guys empire, infidel guys empire. Uh, gentlemen, please rest your sphincters. You've reached ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with jokes, rants, sketches, characters, bits, all special that. guests, and more as we broadcast from the Admirals Club in the heart of Burbank Airport's flyover zone. 
They don't stop making movies, so we don't stop making comedy shows about movies, which means you can get a new show from us every week. Basically, search the Movie Guys or the Movie Showcast anywhere on the World Wide Webs and Googles, and we come right up. iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Stitcher, and of course, themovieguys.net. Absolutely free, and we encourage you to subscribe. And if you do, still, no charge. Uh, let's see, speaking of the movieguys.net, you can go there now and find a couple of new reviews. The indie comedy Life's a Breeze, which we saw at the Phoenix Film Fest. Mm. Uh, finally got a release on uh, Limited and on iTunes, so we reviewed that. Oh, that's the Mattress movie, right? It is the Mattress movie, yes. Okay. The Irish... Dame, uh, uh, Dame Judy Dench? No. no. Fake, fake, dude, fake, Judy Dench. Fake Judy Dench. Fianola, Judy Dench. Fianola Flanagan. Was it? Fianola Flanagan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's great, right? Yeah. And the others and stuff. She's in oh, a comedy role yeah. here. Uh, and it's a, like the next Waking Ned Devine or whatever. Uh. Um... And then uh, what's looking like frontrunner for Best Picture, Boyhood. we got a review up there. So uh, check that all out. And you can find the showcasts like the one you're listening to on a couple of internet radio stations as well, WBAD.net, Fridays at 4 p.m. and JonasMountRadio.com, Thursdays at 6. Who, last I looked, also not charging. <laughs> I'm your host for the hardest working podcast on the airwaves, Paul Preston, here with Lee Caius, Adam Witt, and Karen Volpe. And joining us for the whole show is the producer and host of Five Truths and a Lie podcast, Ooh. as well as the driving force behind GeekGirlAuthority.com. Audrey Kearns Yay. is with us. Hey, I've always wanted to be a driving force. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very, uh, I feel like I have a lot to live up to now. Yes, I, think I, think it's it's force. Force. I think it's in founder on the website. But I've now been you always can add kind of like a, I don't know if I should founder or creator or major website domo. starter. I don't know what to Reich like. Marshall. Yeah. Definitely I, major donor. <laughs> <laughs> but not major boner. No, but, okay. but not yet. Not yet, exactly. <laughs> That's a great I've been name a trailing contributor. I've never been a major f- driving force. <laughs> I've been the trailing contributor. Yes. Yeah. Which Much makes like you here. part of the team. Yes, thank you. It's like <laughs> Every train needs a caboose. That's all I'm saying. I mean, <laughs> otherwise, when will we know when it's over? Just constant training. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, what are we going to do this week with uh, Audrey? Let's see. We'll bust open the Movie Guys time capsule. We'll give you some mm. movie news, throw down some reviews, go over a recent set visit we were all a part of, yeah. and cover Karen's birthdays. And of course, we want to prepare you, the humble moviegoer, for what's coming up in theaters as we bring you our patented movie previews. Two films to discuss. First up, the aforementioned The Equalizer, known as the EQ in hip-hop circles. <laughs> and later in the show... In the town of Cheesebridge, when all good citizens are safe inside, beastly creatures roam the night. Box trolls. Box trolls are monsters. Box At trolls. least, that's what everyone's been told. <laughs> Box trolls. Box trolls. Box trolls. That's fun, right? Box trolls. Box trolls. Yeah. Sounds Who like is a porn guy? fantasy, right? <laughs> It's all about people's boxes. Stop <laughs> trolling the box. Come on. It's like a new app. You just go, I want her box. I don't want her box. <laughs> you just box troll. troll. It's right? a new dating site. Mm, yeah. Yeah. She looks like she has a nice box. <laughs> box tro- Swipe to the left. Yeah, box trollers. That'll be the end. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, those of you new to the movie showcast, we should tell you we're not like other shows. We don't cover a lot of movie news, at least not often. We're a comedy show that loves movies. You want movie news delivered on a regular basis, you know where you can go? GeekGirlAuthority.com. There you go. Plenty of that. But every now and then, we do feel the urge to cover movie news in a little segment called The Latest. This got real sexy in here. Damn straight on. Sexy segment. (laughs) Okay, so... It just uh, got sexy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry, Lee. Been here the whole time. Sitting right next to you. Did you mention the temperature difference when Lee walked in? (laughs) (laughs) Or notice? 
All right, now what is shaking and baking in Hollywood? Let's roundtable it. Our first story, Orion Pictures, a quality production house of the 80s and 90s that went bankrupt in 91 and eventually dissolved in 99, is being quietly revived by MGM to start releasing new films. Thoughts, Lee? Quietly revived? This is how you want to bring back your production company? Quietly? Correct me if I'm wrong, but nobody knowing about your movies is the reason you went out of business in the first place. Good point. Karen? I hear their first new film will be The Town That Dreaded Sundown. Will this be the next Platoon or the next Fat Beach? Mm. Well, no one said Orion was consistent. Adam? (laughs) Since when does MGM have the ability to revive anyone other than themselves? Spot on. Discuss. Oh. Uh, I'm excited. It's Town That Dreaded Sundown. This is actually a famous kind of horror movie from the, I think, early 80s or something. It's it's a famous, like, B B flick from the, I thought it was from the 70s. or Maybe it's like 79 or something like that. But it always had a... I always remember all the original VHS covers oh, when you okay, first yeah, go to the sure. video store. And uh, it was always the big uh, uh, flower head mask, like a bag of you know, burlap head, like Jason from Friday the 13th Part 2. But that was big on like the... Like Pumpkinhead, like the original Pumpkinhead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and at night, he comes to meet out Vengeance now, this, or whatever. They're, they're, so. They've remade it. Right? Yeah, okay. yeah. So they're, they're not just releasing it. it's not a remake. Yoga. What they're doing is they're starting from when that movie ended. Oh. Like like the killer's been dormant for decades, oh, okay. and all of a sudden things start happening again that are much like what happened like decades ago. So now the town dreads sundown again. Okay, kind of like te- Texas Chainsaw 3D, which we went to see. Yeah, not a remake. Yeah, but uh, in the world of that same yeah. story. Yeah, yeah, it's the same town. What's a Texarkana? I think that's where the the town it takes place in. I imagine a lot of nasty shit goes down in Texarkana. <laughs> I can tell you, do not try to pass an out-of-state traveler's checks at an uh, International House of Pancakes yeah. in Texarkana. In Texarkana. <laughs> not going to happen. Not going to happen. Hang on, I need to write this on my yeah. hands. I <laughs> thought it was a Western. I would have believed that. As I, as I read the line, I went, oh, the revising a Western. And then now that you've explained it to me, I gotta say, a Western would be a terrible way to reannounce your right? back in business. <laughs> We're back in business. Let's go for the genre that succeeds every eight years. Right? <laughs> Horror is like, at least we're gonna make some money. Oh, exactly. Yeah, because yeah. you got those genre fans. Yeah. That are gonna, and we paid 50 bucks it. to make yeah. it, right? So. Yeah, and you know, they've remade all these uh, classic horror movies. This is a pretty hip one to remake. I think that's really cool, you know, that they, uh, they're not just remaking some. And maybe uh, they move their way up into. A Dances with Wolves type movie, which was an Orion film. Yeah. So, yeah. It was down in Louisiana, just about a mile from Texarkana, <laughs> in them old. Can't wait a minute. Back home. Aren't the boys thirsty in Texarkana? They may be. I don't know. There's that beer song, in Atlanta. Though. Yeah. Oh. There's <laughs> beer in Atlanta. Texarkana. In the boys are thirsty in Texarkana. Texarkana. Oh, this yeah. is a, a great a singing song. Storied place. I actually, I actually do have a question. Uh, uh, yeah. Why do I care that Orion is back? It's just the name of a company. These yeah. are all shell it's, companies anyway. Yeah, right. But back in the day, they made a lot of great movies. But but yeah. is this, is it the same two guys running the joint? No. No, but it, it has a pedigree. It's it's like it's very different people running MGM now, but obviously MGM made Gone with the Wind and now they just make Skyfall and and that's about it. But, you know, it kind of it seems like it has the same idea of what Audrey is just saying that the idea of the story is that this killer was dormant and now he's coming back because the situation is right. So Orion was dormant. Now they're I coming like back. That. Oh, it's symbolic. Wow. She's smart. But to your point, that's true. Like when the Mickey Mouse Club came back, it's like, whoa, this will be great. And then it was like massive douchery. <laughs> like, oh, shit. I believe it's Christina Aguilera and Justin Timberlake. Uh, everybody got famous from that cast. Them, yeah. Yeah. Pretty good casting on that one. Uh, but uh, no, it's actually, Lee is correct. I think it really is a movie. Stop it. Market. Mark it eight, dude. He's writing it down. September 24th. <laughs> because 
it is it is kind of a geek reference. Like like we would go see it was RoboCop and it was yep. Platoon and it was it was a lot of stuff. It was Woody Allen movies for a few years yeah. there. We're all Orion. And Sisters, Radio Days, all Orion. So it's just it's that it's the way that logo comes out. Say, we get so used right? to it. Like however Vestron video came on too. I, I would welcome that back, even though Vestron didn't the do a whole lot of good. Was, yeah. Was, At the yeah. top of <laughs> Ghostbusters, when you see her with the torch, that makes me excited. Yeah, Columbia Pictures. Yeah, Columbia. Yeah. I, I want to revive Caballero Pictures. Remember that? No. Caballero? No. That's a porn company. Oh. <laughs> That's such a great name for a porn company. Caballero. Oh, it's hard to start to watch that come on. You're like, oh, here it comes. On to our next story. Mm. Although, although, you know, good luck, Orion, although MGM is now creating competition for itself. <laughs> In our next story, it's uh, still not broken, so they're still not fixing it. As Liam Neeson returns for one final go-round as Brian Mills in Taken 3, coming to theaters this January. Thoughts, Adam? The official title is Taken, with the number three in place of the letter E. You know, for kids. You know, for kids. <laughs> Your word's normal, not mine. Lee? Uh, word is Liam won't, uh, Liam won't even need to leave the set of A Walk Among the Tombstones, just a quick wardrobe change, keeping the phone in his pocket, and his single-minded thirst for revenge. Indeed. Karen? So true. Taken three, eh? So they didn't go with Taken three, more Taken her? Taken yet again. Mm -hmm. Taken three, the search for Spock. Hey, he's got to find somebody. <laughs> Taken three, the rise of the machines. Taken three with a vengeance. The return of the king. Last crusade. Prisoner of Azkaban. What is that? Azkaban? Marzipan. The prisoner of Marzipan. <laughs> prisoner of Marzipan. <laughs> Azkaban? 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 Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Harry, Harry Potter movie? No, I've never watched uh, a Harry Potter movie. This It'll is true. It'll be on TBS someday. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll watch all three of them over the uh -huh. weekend. All right, so t take all a three, three, The Last Stand. <laughs> Taken Rises. Uh, gold Member? Taken Beyond Thunderdome. The Taken Ultimatum. And of course... Look who's taken now. Uh, but I'm sure the question on everyone's mind is, will it be directed by Olivier Megaton? Olivier Megaton. Discuss. <laughs> they don't have a director yet, but they got a poster. Fuck no. <laughs> I like anything with Liam Neeson in it. I know that you recently saw The Walk in the Tombstones without me, but I think that I would enjoy that, even though I'll have to bring a notepad because there's a lot of names, and that's hard for me. There is hard nameage going on. Yeah. Mm -mm. And what? In the Tombstones. Tombstone movie, but oh, okay. I am looking forward to this. I Tombstone or Taken? Uh, I'm looking forward to both of them, but I definitely am looking forward to Taken 3. I love the Taken movies. I just think that... Who's, who's left to take? Yeah, I was going to say, his, his wife and daughter are fine, right? Yeah, well, I called this the his last wallet one. I was called taken. the last one, right? Because <laughs> Neeson said, I mean, it, this is getting ridiculous. At this point. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I can't even have any family around me. I mean, he was joking about that, but I think in this one, it doesn't even have anything to do with that. It's more adventures of him. From what I've read... He get, think he gets wrongly accused of a murder or something, and then, oh. so he gets involved. That's in whole, good. Change, plot. change yeah. it up a little bit. So yeah. technically, his reputation has been taken. It really has. What? It really what? Has. <laughs> that's true. Good point. Although, that's always a tough thing because I always am very critical of Die Hard for never having been a Die Hard movie more than once. Like, oh, like he should have gotten caught. He kind of did it with an airport, but after that, it was like save America and drive wherever you want, <laughs> you know. And, and so it's like I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of well, Seagal like, swept in and took the boat and the train. Right? Yeah. So he's like, what has he got left? But after that, only one movie is still allowed to be a Die Hard movie, and it's Die Hard. Like yeah. you're allowed to do it. Like everybody else is the copier, you know. Let's do a plane because we got to go. Oh, damn you, Snipes! They <laughs> <laughs> got nothing. Uh, but that so. plane one with Liam was really good. What was that last summer or last spring? I like that non -stop. one. Nonstop. Nonstop. I like nonstop. That. that was a good suspense. I like 
I like that title. He, I mean, he just he's like Denzel. Just put a, his name up and people will go see yeah. it. He and again, like he was on the phone them. in that. He was texting. Anytime he's on the phone, we're fans. Yeah. <laughs> he's on the phone to walk on the tombstones, you know? But that's like, I'd like to play words with friends with him because he would get, <laughs> he's the kind of guy who would get right back to the game. He's <laughs> on the phone. He's got a phone all the time. Yeah. He wouldn't make you wait three days for a word. Quadridge is not a word. Yeah. <laughs> if you try and tell me that it's a word. <laughs> yeah. If you come up with a correct word, that'll be the end of it. <laughs> All right, our final story involves Star Trek 3, or look who's trekking now, I presume. <laughs> the third film in the franchise reboot, and the rumor that after the successful involvement of Leonard Nimoy in the last two films, the new script has a role for Enterprise Captain James T. Kirk. But will he agree to boldly go into that film? Karen? Word is that Shatner's on board, but his girdle is still holding out for more money. <laughs> Typical. Yes. Adam? This is good. He'll give it that, uh, you know, Star Trek V, The Final Frontier vibe that people have been clamoring for in these Outstanding. new <laughs> Paul, I'd like to recreate how that meeting went, uh, how the meeting will go, where they offer Shatner the part. Adam, uh, you go ahead and play the role of producers of Star Trek. Oh, okay. Well, Bill, you've been a crucial part of the franchise, and uh, we were just uh, hoping that... Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> Discuss. Uh, has William Takei made it into these movies? George Takei. Oh, oh my God. William George Takei. I lost my mind. He's been in them, right? Mm -mm. No? No, see? he has not. He's no, been doing no a lot Takei. of the internet series. There's this one right. series that's ripping it up right now on the line. On the line? On the online? On the online. On the online. On the, the, on the, the AOL. Yeah. I'm just saying, I'd like to see him back before Shatner. I do have a question about George Takei. Yes. He, um, is. he is gay. Yes. Oh, mystery solved. All right. Um, Oh is, my. is he a good actor? Has has he acted in things other? Oh, than I don't think so. Oh, okay. I don't, okay. Think, so. I don't okay. think so. so we're not all like this is Star Trek actors. We're talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's really I can't comment because it would be blasphemy while I'm wearing a Star Trek shirt. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just gonna keep my mouth shut. But he no no he's not been in other stuff, right? He does a lot of theater. He's actually does he's he? really into okay. you probably know no. musical theater. He had written uh, Oh yeah, musical right now about the internment camp. Yeah, because he was oh. in an internment camp when he was a child, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Is he a good actor? She can't answer. I think he is, yes. Because yeah. no one else you, you get so you're such a fan about a show that I can see no one else ever being to um, being Sulu except for him, although John Cho's fine, you know. Mm. But um, I can't answer that fucking. Can I swear? <laughs> yeah, Can I yeah, swear? Oh, yes. Yeah. We encourage if you're that frustrated, fracking yes. question. I can't yeah. answer the, the fracking, fracking question. Fracking question. Oh, that's Battlestar. <laughs> <laughs> Blasphemy. I'm crossing the streams. Well, you know, hey, the, all right. All there you right. go. Am I in? Am I in? You're yes. in the club. In the club. You can stay. <laughs> they, went to, they went through so many flip-flops to get uh, Leonard Nimoy into the original, and it was nice to hand yeah. this new franchise off with a veteran member, which is, you know, would technically be impossible, I guess, in the timeline. But, of course, J.J. Abrams, you know, uh, messed around with the time continuity, which he had to. Because there's no way to make anybody happy mm -hmm. about that movie. I mean, I've, uh, yeah. long term Star Trek fans. So you actually have to say, I'm literally not dealing with your continuity mm -hmm. in any way, you know? Well, so now you got to do another one to get Chatner in there. He's created another universe, so you can accept that that universe is going on while the original series yeah. universe is mm -hmm. going on. That's yeah, the way nice I, move. Sliding but, doors. You know, the thing with um, having uh, William Shatner back is though he is such. Um, 
when he's on screen, he's such an energy suck from everybody else in the room. <laughs> no, I'm serious. So if he's doing a scene, like, is it going to be young Kirk meets old Kirk in some crazy Ooh. quantum mess up? Is that what it's going to be? But I just feel, you know, that he's going to take up the whole screen while Chris Pine is just like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, I'm, I'm curious <laughs> yeah. about Well, he that. will take up the whole screen because his girdle hasn't agreed to terms yet. <laughs> Zing, <laughs> there you boom. go. And <laughs> put a pin in it. But yeah. I, it's a- <laughs> I love it. I like them doing new. Go just go do new missions. Like enough of that. We did that. Like I just don't want to keep. Yeah. Going. And every time there's time travel, there's trouble. Yeah. You know. <laughs> there, there's there's just something you know will not. Unless be Marty McFly is involved, there's yeah. trouble. Yeah, or there's unless Star Trek Four is involved. It's a very yeah. familiar trope, and if it's done right, it's a great trope. Like I you're don't want to talk about time time travel. We talk about time yeah. travel. We'll be here drawing it out with straws and. <laughs> Looper, a fine yeah. example nice. of time travel. Yeah. yeah. So, but you know. And actually, Star Trek Four did it well. But First Contact had some screw-ups in it. First Contact was great, man. I it love was that great. Movie. But if you analyze it, there's some time travel screw-ups. Okay. Because you're, right. you're inviting an element that will inevitably just have a problem. Yeah. But then as a sci-fi fan, you just got to let it go. A perfect example of that, uh, uh, an equal version, is if you're doing a show where somebody is supposed to be such a great musician or singer, and they have the number one song... By the time they get to the number one song, it better be fucking great, right? <laughs> yeah. Because you always go, that was the song. Wait, oh, Wayne Campbell down. really loves this girl yeah. in Wayne's what? World. I can't wait to hear her sing. And then you're like, man. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Music and lyrics, I work really hard to write this huge it's an amazing song, and then it's a big song, and you're like, wow. I always feel that about that Letterman's top ten. It's always like seven through four are amazing, yeah. and then three, two, one are just like, like eh, okay. <laughs> so right. I would think yeah. that that would be the same problem that you would have with this. What yeah. uh, was the deal with Generations? That uh, that because Picard and uh, Shatner should not share the same space time, but I but there was like a pocket that of, it of was time. called the Nexus, and it was some kind of wave that would, when it went through where you were on the planet or something, you are taken to the Nexus where you basically live a reality that you make up, ah. right? And so Picard went to visit it to get Shatner so they can fix they can stop Malcolm McDowell. And um, Shatner died in the Nexus, so he's supposed to be dead. He's supposed dead be. in the, in in the t- that timeline, not yeah. This, but now we have a new timeline. So basically, timeline. since that Shatner never died, now in the future of Chris Pine's life, that's what he'll look like, right? Yeah, oh, maybe so. he'll look in the mirror and see the old Shatner. Ooh. Say, man, I need right? to start doing some sit-ups. Some crazy right? future mirror. I would yeah. take some Nexus action instead of time travel. Well, that's the thing about Generations is I always would look at the Nexus and I'd say, oh, that sounds seems really cool. I could do whatever I want and live forever and just complete make can always make my own reality. That and and then, sound but cool. when you get to do that, that Picard really cool. wants to just live in like some crazy Dickens Victorian. novel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with uh, horrible actor kids. Yeah. Daddy, I would do you imagine, like my I would present, imagine a little Daddy? better for myself. I buy that Shatner just wants to chop wood all day. That was, yes. Because <laughs> that's all he was doing. And I'm having a good time. Yeah, everything's yeah. like a new moment. Oh, wait, breakfast. Oh, that's that girl. I forget the girl's name. He died twice, yeah. though, because he technically died in the ship, right? Yes. And died in the Nexus. Yes. Wow, you got it takes two times to kill that guy. <laughs> I, well, not, I believe it. I'm not it. surprised he shows up in the it's Nexus. Kirk. One. You can't kill him. All right, that's the latest. I was out on Nexus too, Karen. 
I was I was in an alternate universe during that whole conversation. I was there with you though, Lee. Well, we have a Star Trek authority here, so she just nailed that shit. In fact, I would prefer you guys to not talk while we were sharing a moment about how impressed we were. I'm very upset that my mind went blank on Malcolm McDowell's character because I just saw a Q and A with him where he's talking about it. I'm so upset that my tongue is tied. I can't think. If we could have physically moved, we would have stepped back. Yeah, that was a total step back. That was us just going. In respect and awe. Thank you. Just watch the tape. You'll see we both were. And a lack of desire to discuss the genre. Come on, let's go, let's go. We will not add anything new or interesting. We will fuck that up. That is true. All right, we'll get to more news later, but that's not all the latest as we open the Movie Guys time capsule later. That'll be more the latest, except from 25 years ago. Uh, But now on to our movie previews. Now remember how 2014 started with an influx of male movie stars and we had all these macho movies as Mm -hmm. we celebrated... Yeah, well, now in September here, we have Idris Elba and Denzel and Liam Neeson, so we have... Man-Timber. <laughs> uh, it doesn't really work, Man-Timber. man <laughs> Really? That's not even... Adam, let's talk about uh, let's talk about Denzel in the Equalizer. Here Ooh, we go. Let's. Want to see a walk amongst the tombstones, but you don't like white people? Then try the Equalizer with Denzel Washington. If you don't remember the original TV show, then it stands to reason that on Wednesday nights at 10 p.m. in 1985, you were bigger fans of Spencer for Hire or Arthur Haley's Hotel. Hey, Paul, I know we're losing some of our audience with that reference, so let's just say it was kind of the Equalizer was kind of Hunter meets Cagney and Lacey. But if you're everyone and haven't heard of the Equalizer, then we'll figure out if this brand new thing is going to kick ass or not. Oh, you farted. No, it wasn't me. It was the chair, eh? In, <laughs> In the Equalizer, Denzel Washington plays McCall. That's right, no last name. Call me Snake. McCall is a man whose shed is mysterious past, but has retained his mercenary skills and tactics, which he's never going to use again because he's out of the life. Which we love. <laughs> uh, McCall wants to put his old life behind him and lead a quiet life in relative obscurity. So he goes to work at Home Depot as a sales associate, That's all but it. assuring that nobody will ever find him. Yeah. <laughs> Only occasionally helping an innocent get over on a small crime. Why? Because he's such a hero that he can't help but fight crime. No doubt, employee of the month. Mm -hmm. But when a young girl, Terry, is pursued by the Russian mob, he cannot stand by and he must aid the helpless. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. I'm giving this preview a rating I rarely give a movie. Tom Cruise-tastic. <laughs> I'll take this movie every time. Guy who's so reserved, you'd never guess he's the baddest mother on the continent. Pushed to protect the innocent over his own life. But never mind, because somehow, some way, guys like this do not lose. You killed him? No, I shot him. Bullets in the fall killed him. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is directed by Antoine Fuqua, for people who think that name is fun to say. Fuqua. Come on, everybody, join me. Fuqua. 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 It's like a meditation. Fuqua. It sounds like a French uh, appetizer. Fuqua. I'll have some Fuqua, please. Madame Fuqua. Fuqua is the director of Training Day, which earned Denzel the Academy's Award for Special Achievement in having more on him than King Kong. (laughs) 
<laughs> Did I say that right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> seems the dings for this have added up pretty nicely. I think this movie will kick ass. As I write on the score sheet for every preview screening I've ever gone to, give me more of the same but different. <laughs> this movie is filled with one-named characters. Terry, Mandy, Teddy, Ralphie. I wonder who's going to get killed in this movie. Someone simply named Peterson or Vladimir Pushkin. <laughs> Note to all the struggling actors, if you can get cast as Jenny or Remar, don't expect to get a trailer on set. You'll be changing behind craft services and you'll be home before lunch. If someone has a problem, if the odds are stacked against them, if they have nowhere else to turn, McCall will help. He is the equalizer. Wait a second, where have I heard that before? If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the A-Team. Oh, well, I'm definitely going to like this movie. All right, there you go. I think I was watching Connie Selica and Arthur Haley's Hotel in the 80s. Arthur Haley did a was that, hotel? Is that what you said, Arthur Haley's? Ar- Arthur Haley's yeah. Hotel. I was yeah. a big Robert Urich fan, so I was with Spencer for Hire. Yeah. I loved, uh, what's the word? Vegas. He was, oh. Oh. And he had that big freaking phone. Oh yeah, oh, Spencer for Hire had uh, had Hawk right from uh, was his name Hawk the the badass big tall black guy Deep Space Nine right Avery Brooks yeah isn't that Spencer for Hire I didn't watch Spencer oh, for okay. Hire I watched Hunter she was watching Hotel oh, yeah, okay. I loved Hunter <laughs> and I loved uh, Matt Houston. Oh, Matt, Matt Houston, Houston. Private Eye. Matt Houston with Lee Horsley, star Lee of Sword and the Sorcerer. <laughs> One of the greatest movies ever. Oh my God! I that's was fantastic. in bed by ten. Directed by Albert Pune. <laughs> so I didn't see it. <laughs> well, remember, yes. I'm seventy-five. Oh, so that's right. So. I've seen everything. <laughs> I didn't see anything after ten. Don't know if you have uh, done this, but just for fun, I went to the uh, website for the Equalizer today and. There's a bunch of links on it. No, I've not done whatever you're saying. I'm sure of it. The Equalizer website? Yeah, I haven't. Denzel, kicking ass. I had to go there and see it. They had plot, of course. They had credits you could click on. Watch the trailer. Da 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 da. And then it said, "Nowhere to turn. Call six one seven five hundred zero zero seven one." So you did. So I did, and uh, we'll just call it again here and see if we can't hear what's happening. It's entertaining. Then it's more entertaining. <laughs> if you're calling this number, it's because you have nowhere else to turn and you need my help. You're not alone. There are others out there like you. Para continuar en español, optima número dos. Did he just press To leave one? a message for the equalizer, press one. For an urgent video message, press zero. I haven't gotten this far. What press zero. Press yeah, zero. a video message. Press one to opt in. By opting in, you grant Sony Pictures permission to store your I need the Equalizer's help. I don't need Sony Pictures' uh, help. <laughs> no, what were, you, what were you opting in for? That they would use your name, Probably image, and Probably they'll, they'll take the best videos and put them up online as part of the Oh, part we need to do a movie. Oh, we can just advertise the yeah. movie guys. Oh, I thought maybe he'd just show us his peanuts or something. No. no. Wow. We can only wish that that's actually the case. Let's record one at the end of this. Yeah. Opting into the cloud, is that it? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing can go wrong there, Paul. This reminds me of the Fight Club website, which I do believe still exists. Yeah, I think it does. Oh, I, I used to go that all day for hours clicking through those random uh, buttons on the Fight Club website. Yeah, they had like clothing stores and they had a whole thing. You could do like a little club. fight. You could like enter your stat, your stats and then pick to fight somebody like Gandhi or Abraham Lincoln <laughs> or something. Oh and they God, would tell you how well you did based on your physical attributes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Snakes on the Plane, remember they did a phone <gasps> campaign where you can like... Um, I could put in Paul Preston and press a button, oh, and yeah. then you would get a voicemail from like Sam Jackson. Oh, oh nice. that's Paul. brilliant! Yeah, like get these that. damn snakes <laughs> off the plane. Yeah. Hey, Paul. 
I'm having real trouble with these snakes on this floor. <laughs> Some, I need you to help Light me. Pause. Paul. Paul. <laughs> yeah. I never thought the guy from the original Equalizer was very imposing. Where I would, I think Denzel's imposing. That's true. He's very proper. He was very proper. Yeah. yeah. I was watching Cheers, so I didn't. Uh, but I. But but was it was it recently in 10? The Wolf of Wall Street. Um, <laughs> Referenced. Remember, Rob Reiner was watching The Equalizer with his wife when yeah. he first got the call, and he was all pissed. God damn it! I'm watching the. He was always yelling in that movie. He was so great. Uh, and if he was watching, the oh, and then he gets on the phone all calm and collected. Yeah, yeah. 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 what I miss, son of a bitch. Well, he, Denzel's going to give Jack Reacher a run for his money. He's the next black Tom Cruise. He's. Not uh, I mean, yeah, uh, perhaps the only. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who was the first black uh, Tom Cruise? Uh, <laughs> or Tom Cruise is the white Denzel. The white Denzel. Yeah. Yeah. Which one is it? Yeah. Who's older? Denzel. About the same time. Denzel. Yeah, because Tom Cruise is, is he, he's in his early 50s or is he 50? Tom Cruise is about 52, yeah. About so 52, he was seven yeah, years yeah. apart. Damn. I know. Cool. You hate hearing that, don't you? <sighs> I still hope to look as good as Tom Cruise someday, and he keeps getting older. I know. And I still try to chase that, but no, well. I was You'll hoping he'd hit a wall. fine. Men age well. I mean, like, like at least women always find men older men attractive we're more you forgiving guys, <laughs> that's you guys, all it is you guys once we hit a certain age you're like eh, mm. whatever I agree yeah we're definitely those, more forgiving those lines under your eyes don't give you wisdom <laughs> no it just makes you old <laughs> thanks then again we have to deal with penises they're not pretty like oh, guys they get less pretty boobies. with age. Yeah, they and boobies. boobies are nice, and ass is nice. But yeah. boobies you can fix. I can't. I'm saying you we can get a penis ex- extension if that's what you're talking about, Lee. I well, don't know if that's I, what you're well, talking no, about. Well, no, but if, if <laughs> boobies droop, you can bring them up. Can I get a scrotum lift? I hope. I bet you well, can. Right? I want one. Healing process. I'm I sure want one. A scrotum See, lift. I'm not crazy. I've had this thought. I worked on a plastic surgery show. And I was like, why don't men get a scrotum lift? Wouldn't it be nice to have that thing out of your way when you're crossing your legs and stuff? Does it start mm-hmm. to sag and yeah. the older you get? Into the water of the toilet bowl. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> now, this is great. Lee's got a very, everyone listen, take notes. No. He's got a very good point that he's going to share with you yes. about your scrotum. It, it can, gravity works on this every day of your life. And my right. mother took care of her father, and she warned me. She said, you really should start wearing briefs because it will reach the water. When you sit in a toilet. Well, it's the same thing with for boobies. I mean, because if your it, boobies are reaching the water, you've got problems. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> they reach the table when you sit down <laughs> for dinner. That's their version of the water. When you're putting a book on your boobies to read at night, <laughs> that's oh. a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I've done. Uh, Not that I am doing. Not that, that I've done that with Robert A. Heinlein. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anyway. All right, so that was E. But I love everybody. Right. But that's this is an important, important PSA from, right. from yeah. Lee there about your scrotum. That's it true. is. That's true. Speaking of scrotums, this is very much like a Tom Cruise movie. <laughs> 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 All right, brought it back around. No, no. <laughs> All right, and our second film of the weekend, uh, Knickknacks and Bric-a-Brac come to life in The Box Trolls. Box Trolls. Box Trolls. Brought to you by Hummel. Lee, let's talk about it. <laughs> Based on the book, Here Be Monsters. So it is a movie. A popular book from Talk Like a Pirate Publishing. (laughs) No. (laughs) This is the tale of an orphaned boy raised by underground, cave-dwelling, trash-collecting trolls. Wait, so they changed the title because why? Perhaps the concept of monsters might be too frightening for children. Ah, but they Mm. kept the child abandonment, physical deformity, and the poverty. Oh, I see. 
Well, let's listen to some of the voice talent on display here. First of all, there's Ben Kingsley. They will imprison us, and they will fine us, they will seize our possessions, but they cannot take away our self-respect if we do not give it to them. Ooh, so who do you yeah. pair him with? Tracy Morgan? I'm starting my own franchise baseball team, and we're, I'm building a stadium right behind Cabrini Green. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Elle Fanning as Winnie. No bother. <laughs> Paul, I'm worried that this film doesn't know how to be an animated movie. They've cast uh, as voice talent Jared Harris, Simon Pegg, and Nick Frost. But they're British, and they're quite good. Oh. See, what I'm getting at is oh. we've been keeping an eye on cartoon films, and, well, what's an animated movie without the distinct voice talents of Lady Gaga or Pitbull or Ryan Reynolds, for that matter? <laughs> Way to go, movie, relying on solely a well-crafted and interesting story coupled with visually engaging animation. Ha! We'll see how far that gets you at the box office. <laughs> From what we can tell, the box troll who isn't befriends a precocious girl. And like all women, she immediately sets out to change him. Who are you, boy? I'm a box troll. Then let's see you fit in your box. Mm-hmm. Please help us. You need to look like a proper boy. I think she's just concerned that the older he gets, his scrotum is going to touch the box. <laughs> she's like, get your shit up in that box. <laughs> yeah, that's smart. Tuck it in, box troll. Box troll. Tuck it. scrotum in the box. The box trolls takes place in a fictional town of Cheesebridge. Sure. Mm. But with the brick roads and castles everywhere, not to mention the accents and bad teeth, I think we can safely assume it's based on a town somewhere in Great Britain. Notting Hill. <laughs> when the town's villain, Archibald Snatcher, comes up with a plot... <laughs> no, wait, I'm sorry, I'm stopping you. Archie, is that, Archie is that, Snatcher. Archie Snatcher. Oh, Didn't that, he play <laughs> second base for Cleveland back in 1948? <laughs> uh, comes up with a plot, he is a box troller. Comes I was up just with about a plot to, to get rid of the box trolls. Egg, the kid's name here, and Winifred devise a plan to save Egg's family and all the box trolls from what I've seen in the trailer. This plan involves a lot of running and screaming. That's just how they advertise these things. Yeah. Yeah. Really, true. And by the way, why would you have a town villain? Seems like you could. <laughs> seems like you could do away with a lot of your civil unrest by simply getting rid of your town's designated criminals. <laughs> hey, the schoolhouse is on fire. Well, better go look up Irwin, the town arsonist. Hey, Sister Mary Hannigan is pregnant. Time to round up Derek, the town rapist. Oh no. Everyone's wearing a box, so now everyone, right down to the homeless, can dress like a box troll for Halloween. Hey. <laughs> Do you think if that trailer played Eminem like <laughs> the Equalizer, that you'd like it a little oh, more? I wish <laughs> <I could>. <laughs> <laughs> With the screens and everything? Uh, I wonder. <laughs> I mean, uh, it, I, I don't think there's one of these I've missed from Leica. I mean, they're super impressive movies. Yeah. I'll go. Yeah. But I thought the no, trailer was great. Yeah. You have to. You have. Well, they did have some kind of crazy dance music in this trailer. They did. Which they did. does not quite jive with the. No fairy tale they're trying to tell yeah them. i mean i mean it probably just took every instance where someone's screaming and put it in the trailer because like that's how they do these trailers yeah like i think that's all the screaming that's in the whole movie but yeah. somehow that's just you know i think get the, kids excited 
<laughs> the plot is, you know, well-trodden ground, though. I mean, the, like Jungle Book raised by the animals or the yeah. boy raised by wolves. This guy's kids mm. raised by box rules. Yeah. Is that really a thing? I, I don't know any British people to ask them if they grew up with box trolls as a as a character from their childhood Like the mythology. Boogeyman or something? Yeah. I don't know. Like yeah, is it playing on something or is it inventing, inventing something new? Because I think that's what looks cool about it. It's like, oh, it's a new legend that's yeah. like, you know, and then you can then reference that as a legend that exists, much yeah. like Edward Scissorhands well, or I don't something. Know. I don't know anything about that book. I don't know how old it is or anything. Yeah. But that that's how far it goes back. Hmm. Here be monsters. Here be monsters. Here be monsters. Yeah. Yar. By what, what, Talk Like a Pirate books? Is that what you said? <laughs> That's who put That's it fantastic. out. Yeah, All right, well, listen, th- let's talk about this plot for a second, because the story is so wacky with characters like Mr. Pickles and Lord Portly Rind, <laughs> it almost seems like they came up with it through a game of Mad Libs. A community of quirky, mischievous, cave-dwelling, trash-collecting trolls live beneath the streets of Cheesebridge, where they've adopted a young orphan named Eggs. When an exterminator wants to do away with them, they go above ground to team up with a young girl named Winnie to save Eggs' family. I figured if that crazy shit was greenlit, we could do that. So let's. Let's do it. It's something we like to call Plot Libs. <laughs> plot Libs! Patent editing. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So, all right, let's do it real quick here. Uh, I need, Adam, give me an adjective. Uh, an adjective. Oh, shit. Uh, I don't know my Harry. Corner. Harry. All right. Oh, well, uh, Audrey, give me an adjective. Um, uh, frilly. Frilly. All right. And uh, let's get a habitat of some kind, Lee. A place you would live. Mm, a place I would live. Bungalow? Would, Ooh, a yes, a bungalow. No. A bungalow? Yeah, let's do bungalow. Bungalow 12. <laughs> All right. Uh, Carol, let's get a noun. Is that a name of something? Yes, person, place, or thing. Tommy you the dog. You were in Schoolhouse Rock. Tommy the dog that I found on the street today. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm going to put dog. Dog. Yeah. But it's Tommy the dog, dog. Well, that you found on the street today. Well, we're not a proper noun. Uh, Adam, give me a fantasy species of some kind. Fantasy species? Uh, Ooh, that woman in Florida with three boobs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, the, the, the woman from uh, Mars. Uh, What's her name? Uh, Total Recall? Total Recall with three boobs. Well, okay, but that's, uh, we got to have a name. Hold on. Three boobs. Well, let's, uh, 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 and what are they called in Avatar? Oh, the, uh, the Avatar, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the uh, Navi. Yeah, Navi. Navi. All right. They had three boobs? No. No, they were just super let's tall. Get a, <laughs> let's get a place, Audrey, a famous so place. So much more money if they had, place, right? Like uh, Paris or something? Made a lot of money. Uh, Kathmandu. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And uh, let's get a name, a proper name, uh, Lee. Richard Nixon. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, go ahead with Nixon. That's already I'll right. take Nixon. Oh, yeah, I, got, I wrote that down. Richard Nixon. Okay. Car- I was actually thinking president. Carol, let's, let's get, a, let's get a job. Hmm. A taxidermist. All right. And You're the taxidermist. Let's get another <laughs> name. Uh, let's get another name, Adam. Uh, proper name? Yeah. Uh, J. Edgar Hoover. All right. Jagger Hoover came back and boom. We've oh, just created. Us? Oh, sorry. We've just created a movie, not unlike the folks over at who made Weeby Monsters. All right, let's <laughs> pitch it. Weeby Monsters. Is that what That's monsters. It. They're, they're a rap group. Won't you like monsters? A community too. of hairy. Do you want to play like some sort of music under it, like box troll music? Okay. A community of hairy, frilly, bungalow-dwelling, dog-collecting Navi live beneath the streets of Kathmandu, where they've adopted a young orphan named Richard Nixon. <laughs> when a taxidermist wants to do away with them, they go above ground to team up with a young girl named J. Edgar Hoover to save Richard Nixon's family. <laughs> I want to see that. A young girl you named Greenland. <laughs> and you know what's that great? actually works. A young totally. girl named 
J. Edgar. Edgar Hoover. That's hilarious. And yeah, he would. He wanted to be a young girl. Right? And Nixon is so old and decrepit, he looks like he'd be taxidermied. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah, An <laughs> evil taxidermist is the villain. I love oh, yeah. that. He's the town villain. And and the the Navi. Navi. Yeah. He wants to and stuff them all. He lives be amongst you and you don't even know it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We're That's having an election for town villain, so be careful. These guys are going to be competing pretty hard. <laughs> Might be killing some people in the streets. You watch. You're going to read a, a story in The Hollywood Reporter like a year and a half from now about how some movie was written based on our formula for a plot list. <laughs> yeah. They're Good like thing. Harry Frilly Navi. Good thing our song had... Patent pending in it. Yes. Oh. Which is legally binding. Yeah. In 48 states. I understand. Do they live in caves? No, bungalows. <laughs> well, it is Hollywood. They'd rather enjoy themselves. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, enough tomfoolery. Let's get into some uh, Audrey foolery. Oh, enough chuckwoolery. Yes. yes. As we get to know our guest a little better, for those who need reminding, she runs geekgirlauthority.com yeah. and the podcast Five Truths and a Lie. Yes. Audrey Kerr. Yes. Thank you. Oh, the applause yeah. is awesome. Not a show until you have the applause effect. Mm-hmm. Now I think Audrey is the first return guest. Ooh, well, Audrey yeah. played with us on the uh, old ago. videos. Yeah, yeah. When we were doing the two-person videos and the live and show. And we did a live show together. Yeah, yeah. so you're like yeah. our Steve Martin. You keep coming yeah. back. Yeah, that's right. I'm She's gonna... tied with Buscemi, technically. Stoney's been. <laughs> oh, that's right. Our so there's like a five-timers oh, club. Yeah. That there is. Yeah. We got our own little. Uh, that's yeah. Fantastic. We should do a sketch congratulating ourselves for that. <laughs> the way Saturday Night Live does. So let me ask you what I ask everyone who comes on the show. What is your favorite? Favorite movie of all time? Uh, the Great Race. The Great Get. Race. Blake Edwards. Yeah. The Great. Oh, yeah. that movie. Tony hilarious. Curtis and Natalie Wood and and a ridiculously good performance by Jack Lemmon and um, oh, who played Max? Push the button, Max. Played Columbo. P- Peter Falk. Yeah. Yeah. Best villain team ever was Jack Lemmon and, and and Peter Falk. And I just saw that with my. We had just we left. I was a kid in the 70s, and we were leaving Hong Kong, so I was in the military, and so we'd already moved out of our apartment. You were young to be in the military. I, I'm 75. Oh, oh that's <laughs> right. I remember. Right. She uh, fought so in the Korean War. <laughs> <laughs> so we, um, we were staying at uh, these friends of my parents' apartment, because they were out of town the last couple of days before we moved to the States, and they had what was called, it was this machine that you put this rectangle thing in uh, and you pressed a button and it would play a movie. Amazing. Never seen that before. How and magical was the VCR yeah. when it came out? Oh my goodness. And oh they had God. this movie called The Great Race. I mean, that, that was the hardest I'd ever laughed up to that point in my life. Oh. You know. cool. a- any good movie ends in a pie fight, yeah. I always say. <laughs> that, and it is the best pie fight of all time. Because <laughs> Jack Lemmon plays two characters. He yep, also plays he the does. Prince of Potsdorf. <laughs> and he is, he's a box troll. He's ridiculous. Jack Lemmon, oh my God. I'm yeah. telling you, it's it's got this melodramatic um, part of it too, where like Professor Fate, which is Jack sure. Lemon and his 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 Igor or whatever Max, mm-hmm. um, are the bad guys, and they're always in black and and they're bumbling. And then Tony Curtis is o- always in white, and when the camera's on him, his eyes actually sparkle. They were able to do that special effect, <laughs> and it's just it's ridiculous and wonderful and. God, I love that movie. And years later, what was it? The old cartoon they had that was basically that, I don't but a cartoon, right? With Muttley and Dick oh, Dastardly, yes, and Chase Penelope Pit Stop around, and it, it was kind of a, a big chase. The Wacky Races, I think, is Something what it was like called. That, yeah, because yeah. yeah, it was a race around the world. That's yeah. what they were doing. Yeah, it was a race yeah. around Great the world. Great Race did it. Wasn't live speed action. buggy? That is a live a- action cartoon. No, I think right? it was Wacky Races. 
Wacky races. With, with the, great, the Great Race is a live action cartoon, right? It is. It Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now it's I, so cartoonish. Yeah. I mean, yeah. From afar, I always thought that was kind of the poor man's, it's a mad, 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 mad world, no, right? It's its, it's very own different. movie, and it holds out. Like, I, there are certain movies that I'll force my uh, 21-year-old stepdaughter to watch and just to see what she thinks Shit, will hold up. Shit, you are 75. I am. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, made her watch The Great Race, and she'll, she'll never tell me she likes something because no. she's too cool for that. But when she was in high school, and that Halloween, she puts a picture up on Facebook of her as uh, Professor Fate and her friend as Max, like ah. doing this whole cosplay thing in high school. And I'm like, ah, oh, sweet. Never worked with Star Trek. She does not like anything uh, sci-fi. Ouch, I that's got to stay. It hurts because I've helped raise her. I'm like her third parent since she was a baby. Like her third breast. And, yes. <laughs> The Did third teat from which she suckled. Does she think George Takei is a good actor? <laughs> <laughs> Could you speak for her? I don't think her? she would know who George Takei is. <laughs> uh, now, I was expecting... Well, does, he, does she know William Takei? Yes. <laughs> William Takei. <laughs> They're Facebook friends. William yeah. Takei. Yeah. Uh, well, that, yeah, that movie, I was actually... Wa- I, I took a film studies class in high school and I had yeah. to watch The Great Race yeah. because of just... It was like a great example of, of comedy. It is. I just wrote it's an article for so that I'm going to post to the movieguys.net uh, this week about Gene Hackman because I miss him. We went to the 40th anniversary screening. It's not of, dead, Paul. Yeah, he retired, though. He's 10 years <laughs> he out He made now. me think yeah. for a second right? there. I'm like, right? wait, he's alive. Come yeah. on. Just hadn't made a movie in 10, 10 years. And I was saying in the article, what a, waste of like, what a, what a yeah. nightmare that it must be for casting directors who see a script and just go, well, Gene Hackman. <laughs> and now they have to like have casting and look at headshots yeah. and do callbacks. It's like, Jesus. Have you read any? thing about as to why did he just, just retired yeah he's just done he's just I've decided yeah, I think Nicholson's done too so yeah. I hope you enjoyed him Hackman's one of my favorite actor, really? all time actors he's oh, just he, amazing well that's why balls. I brought him up because of Lemon yeah uh, both those guys making yeah. it look easy right yeah. mm. with Newman so Redford Duvall yeah. Burton Richard Burton they're all making it look easy mm-hmm. yeah, it's just uh, Lemon man, was just so great at that even when he's being crazy yeah. in the great race mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it just looks like it's effortless push for him to do that I was uh, thinking about that. There used to be a world, a, a lot of my life had Jack Lemmon as an actor in it. Yeah. Yeah. And now kids today. And he, it runs the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to make a drop, kids a kids today drop. <laughs> kids saying today. that way But too it's much. funny because like. Kids today. He, he was a standard, he was a staple. Um, uh, who was he within uh, Grumpy Old Men? Walter yeah. Matthau yeah. was yeah. a Walter, Walter Matthau. These guys were real actors. They weren't yeah. Hollywood, they weren't like, George Clooney can act, but What's going on over there? Some shiftiness. No. Oh, no. But George Clooney can act, but um, those two guys are really actors. Well, right? George yeah. Clooney yeah. is like a great like actor if he's doing George Clooney roles, where, like yeah. you were saying, Jack Lemmon, I mean, his whole career runs the spectrum. Right? You know, Some I'm like it hot to all the way to, to yeah. um, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Uh, yeah. China Syndrome? Yeah. And then and I the think one of his first crazy. movies, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, is that... It that's going way back. I'm saying. Well, Mr. Five. Smith is uh, <laughs> right? uh, that's uh, Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. It was Jimmy yeah, Stewart. Jimmy okay. Stewart, yeah. All right. That was like 1939. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to. Be I was really so young that I don't remember. That's that what it was. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I just remember Jack. Jack was a guy in movies that you yeah, would but, see. Yeah, but but you know, our kids are. Matt Damon's going to be an old man who's been in movies since they can before they can remember when we're old people. So it it'll just yeah. be the same Whereas thing. Whereas we always remember the beginning point, which is Goodwill Hunting. And, and forward, yeah. where, like, my I think you're right. I think yeah. I can see Matt Damon when he's 70. Yeah, he does a, comedy. He does Jack drama. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah. He's, yeah. He's but great. they also seem a little more glamorous. Was Jack Lemmon ever glamorous? Was Walter Matthau ever glamorous? Was was Jimmy Stewart ever glamorous? No, I no. think it's like you're saying. But other they're people actors, were. actors. Yeah, you know, yeah. They did as much theater as they did film. But do you remember uh, in the 1980s, Thunder in Paradise or 90s? 
the nineties. Hulk, Hulk, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, the, his, the show. His yeah, his uh partner in that show. I forget the character's name is Jack Lemmon's son. Oh, ah. Chris Lemmon. Yeah, 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 that's his son. So was I, in Thunder in Paradise with yeah. Hulk Hogan. I'm just saying that there's a legacy. Oh, yeah, <laughs> there's a legacy. There's, there's a legacy going on. Yeah. It's funny. We interviewed Robert Picardo, and this is a good segue. Uh, over the uh, summer at Comic Con for his new film oh, Space Command, and he was telling us about how he was on Broadway working with Jack Lemmon, and wow. he was like, "That's acting that's school. Just watching wow. him every that's night amazing. do some show." For, I forgot what the show was he was doing. I was at a Star but Trek convention once, surprise, and I was in line <laughs> for autographs, and it was I was going up to Robert Picardo. He signed my Star Trek encyclopedia, and this is Orlando. I'd never been to it. this. Is my first convention. I just remember walking up to him and him looking at me, and he turning to the sign and goes. I've been watching you in line, and I was wondering when you'd walk over here. <laughs> Whoa. Didn't do that to me what? when I talked to him. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was awesome. That's amazing. So, so $20, <laughs> please. <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> and then as I'm walking away, I can hear him saying, I was watching you in line. <laughs> you ever seen, uh, uh, was it Beastmaster? Is also oh, yes. Donovan from V, right? Yeah, uh, same guy? Mark Singer. Yeah. Mark, Mark Singer. Singer. Mark Singer, thank you. Yeah. You ever seen him at the Comic-Con? He's, no, I have not he's, seen him. He's my favorite guy with the headshots uh, because uh, he is super active. Like, the other people just sit there, the, like, super depressed because they're not <laughs> as popular as they were when they did BG and the Bear or whatever. And, uh, but and he, his best friend, Bear. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> but he is like, he's just like, Hi, 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 how's it? And he's trying to wrangle people in or whatever, but he's just constantly like, hi, hi, he's a salesman. hi, how's it going? Hi. Yeah. I mean, very much yeah. a salesman. And yeah. Richard Hatch is like, just go ahead. Go yeah, exactly. Like, uh. Mark, I know a guy in Florida that was, his name's Mark. You know, he was born with the name Mark, but it's M-A-R-K, and he saw Beastmaster, and he convinced his parents to legally change his name, so it's M-A-R-C. True story. Uh, <laughs> oh. Yeah. He nice. just, wow. Yeah. I, I thought you were going to say he changed his name to Beastmaster. How, <laughs> that would have been amazing. How rock star would that be? That'd be so metal. Uh, Beastmaster. Oh, that's uh, funny. What's your what's your real name? No. You're yeah, Beastmaster. Here's, here's my license. driver's license. <laughs> Beastmaster. Beastmaster. Here's the pot card. It says clearly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, Pretty so let's. Cross. I mentioned Space Command real quick. Now, this a movie we talked to the director and a couple of stars uh, over the summer at um, Comic-Con about this movie and the filming has started and it features Doug Jones as, as well as Robert Picardo and Mira Furlan and we got a set visit. Oh. Yeah. And so I called uh, Audrey because uh, she's running Geek Girl Authority said it's got to be right up your rally. Come with us. So we all went down and we talked to uh, Mark Zikri, the director, and we talked to folks we didn't talk to when we were at... Um, comic-con including a prop guy and the vfx guy so let's hear from them in a quick little segment here we put together from our Se space command redemption hey we can mst3k it we're playing it live here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> our space command redemption the first in a series of space command movies you Mark, can't make Mark's redemption as your big. first movie but i'm not going to tell him that <laughs> here, well, well he's very enthusiastic and very he inspiring is. and he's great to listen to so let's let's chime in on that We're here with uh, Jeffrey Mark, the visual effects supervisor on Space Command. I imagine there are challenges in working with a, a budget that's real grassroots. It's an incredible challenge because this movie, it's bigger than any reasonable budget. It's, it's a huge story. It's a huge movie. A lot of it is going to end up on the visual effects plate. Right now, back of the envelope calculations were at 
2,500 to 3,000 visual effect shots. I worked on Spider-Man 3, that was 900. Uh, I worked on Battlestar Galactica, that maxed out at 100 per hour. Hmm. So we're at, we're at 30 Battlestar Galacticas. Wow. <laughs> you blow anything up yet? I have blown stuff up. Practical explosions? You did blow stuff up? Uh, so far we haven't had a special effects uh, day where I get to actually blow up real <laughs> materials and chemicals, but uh, I hear they're planning one for me. Gentlemen, uh, Mark is ready to be interviewed. Cool. Thank you, Jeffrey. Sure. Alright, Sam, you ready? We're, um, we're just finishing principal photography on the first film. We're doing six of these to start. So I've written the first four Space Command films. I've started writing the fifth. I've outlined the sixth. See, I, I come from television. And it's because my friends were like A-list screenwriters. Like, well, maybe I can get a draft done in a year. It's a year. Jesus. You know, in TV, it's like, well, I can get a script written in a week. You know, um, so, it's, uh, so I like a big canvas. And, you know, so we're shooting today, tomorrow, and Friday. That'll finish principal photography, and then we ramp right into the second film. And I'm the only writer who wrote for both Babylon 5 and Deep Space Nine. And the way it worked on those shows is you have a building, you put spaceship sets in it, you know, and off you go. <laughs> and so I really love that model, and uh, it's working really well, as you can see. Uh, I'm Paul. I'm with the movie guys. I actually talked to yeah, Comic-Con. I remember you. I to Taking one of the things you wanted to do with casting, taking it on yourself and not casting some CW... Whoever. And I don't mean to, to, to rag I, on the CW, you know, it's, yeah. but, but here's the thing. Here's the, I want to ask how that's paid off. It's been great. Yeah. It's been great. <laughs> well, first of all, let, let, me, let me talk to you about how that works. Let's say I decide I want to cast Mira Furlan. How does that work? I call Mira. I say, let's have lunch. Ever since I worked with her on Babylon 5, I wanted to work with her again. She's spectacular. And I said, look, I don't know who your character is going to be yet. This was early in the writing. And I said, but these are the things I do know. She's an archaeologist. She has a very fiery but loving relationship with her daughter, and she is not defined by a man. And she said, I'm in. <laughs> because actresses must get so sick of playing the girl that has to fall in love with the hero. So Mira's, I think I've written her a very good role here. I, she seems to be really liking it. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yes, it's true. It's true. It's interesting that there's a, such a diversity of storytelling styles that you've referenced, Star Trek and then Babylon 5, yeah. that there's a long mythology, but you also come from the Twilight Zone school, which unfolds as a mystery. What is a storytelling style? Joe Straczynski and I came up together in the industry. He was actually a friend. I met him before he was in television. Uh, Michael Reeves and I were writing for um, animation. So, so Joe started writing animation for the same shows we were writing. I believe he wrote for the real Ghostbusters. The story yeah, editing. Right. So I was hired to develop a show called uh, Captain Power. So I said, listen, I want you to hire someone you've never heard of who's never uh, story edited a, li a live action show before and I will guarantee him. And if he can't do the job, I'll step in and do it. And they hired him, and that was Joe Straczynski. And the two producers were Doug Copeland and John, uh, John Copeland and Doug Netter, who he ended up doing Babylon 5 with. So that's how that happened. I thought what Joe did on Babylon 5 was great, because it was a long story, and he knew where it was going so he could prefigure stuff. So in terms of the style, there are certain mysteries that I, that I plant early on, and they'll be paid off later on, little hints of where we're going. Without the buckets of money flowing in from the studio or yeah. network, 
Is there a shot or a sequence mm -hmm. that everybody here just nailed that thrilled you to death that you've done so far? Yeah. You know, when I was 13, I got a trip to the, Star the original Star Trek set. For I was on the set of Turnabout Intruder. And so every time I'm on these sets, I have that, that deja vu, that flash of how cool is this? But, you know, we did a scene where there's a ship uh, in danger and we had lighting effects and smoke and, you know, and people in breathers and the, sh and the door opening and closing on cue and people coming in. And that was really fun. And then we had this thing, when we had the palette and lit up and shooting on it for the first time that was a thrill the all the screens working and everything going it's you know it's just been fun and and one of the reasons I'm doing Space Command is because so much of TV and film now is so dark and so hopeless and so dystopic particularly the science fiction where it's like there's you know and and I want to say no compassion and love are real heroism bravery loyalty honor these are not Pollyannish you know I think that all the good that comes from the world comes from these things you know, and um, you can change the world if you just don't let other people stop you, you know? Settle a bet. Did James Cameron rip off Harlan Ellison? Well, you know, he certainly watched Outer Limits. He's a big Outer Limits fan. I mean, you know, it's... Uh, I mean, I was once talking with James Cameron, and he told me he was a big Outer Limits fan. Because, you know, a lot of people like were thinking that Rod Serling was ripping them off, too. Here's the thing. Here's how it works in science fiction. Let's say you're writing for, in the old days, let's say you're writing for Galaxy or, or Astounding, the, the pulps. And let's say you write a short story and, and someone does a story that's a riff on your story. It's a level playing field, you know, no one's getting rich. But if you're writing a story for 10 cents a word and some TV writer rips you off or some movie writer rips you off and he's making millions, then you feel ill-used. Because we're all, I mean, anyone who writes a time travel story with a time machine should be sending some money to the H.G. Wells estate, you know? But so I don't think it was so much he was deliberately ripping them off, but certainly he was inspired by it. I mean, my God, Demon with a Glass Hand and Soldier are both phenomenal episodes, brilliant episodes, you know. Anything else, guys? Anything else? This has been great. Thanks, guys. I love how you got hustled off at the end there. <laughs> that guy had been circling because I think Mark could talk forever. I mean, yeah. he's, he just loves talking about movies and science fiction. And I don't, and that guy that said we need our director, yeah. he had been circling for at least 15, <laughs> 10 minutes trying to yeah, insert yeah. himself. Adam and didn't see him. He was right behind him. Yeah, he was just like, uh, <laughs> like this. And finally, he finally got enough nerve to say, I need my director. But he's inspiring, Mark. Oh, I think. he's, he, he's I mean, good. if I were on the set, and, you know, I, well, what do I do? I'm an actor here. And he came in, well, and he just started, like, telling you everything that's mm -hmm. awesome about his project. When I'm done, to be like, let's do this. Yeah, yeah we really should, should have set the scene a little bit, too. That whole interview was done on the bridge, on the bridge. of his yeah. uh, sort cool. of Star Trek-like uh, spaceship, the Paladin. Yeah. Just really fun. And all the panels lit up with different lights and stuff. It was like, and He yeah. lit them up for the interview. I heard him call for that. Oh, go ahead and light these oh, all up. Make up. these yeah, things move. Awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. It sounded better knowing that. And the reference at the end there is Har Harlan Ellison uh, supposedly uh, thought that James Cameron had ripped off the idea for the Terminator, and he referred to two episodes of uh, Outer Limits that mm -hmm. that claim comes from, which well, I've never seen them. I kind of would like to see. Do you think Galen heard right the Terminator? I guess she did it with James Cameron. They were married at the time, so yeah. yeah. She just produced it. I mean, no, she he really. She, she wrote. Did she? she mm -hmm. oh, okay. She worked on the story. I, you know what? Now that you say that, I remember I mean, I seeing her at Comic Con. I think she did the second draft because he James or something well, like that. Let's go back and talk to Mark again. Yeah, let's did find Dale out. Did Dale heard rip off her? Well, I don't want to. I don't want to complain, but I did hear something in there that perked up my ears. Uh, yeah. Ten cents a word, Paul. How many scripts have we written for you? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Page. What, what are we looking at here? Oh. 
Wait, 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 the edit, wait till you hear the editing fee. <laughs> 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 Put the script together. Uh, so that's cool. I don't know when the hell Space Command, uh, the first one, Redemption, is going to come out. He says uh-huh. he's going to go right into shooting the second one. Yeah. Is that really? He's the doing point? them all back to back, and he's wow. got a trailer out, you know, with Doug Jones. In right, it because you know, because you shouldn't try and be episodic with your movies, right? Collider. Oh, this <laughs> oh, is the best thing. This is I am sitting there and um, I'm going around asking the other people. There's about maybe three or four other people besides us, and I'm asking everybody's name and where they work in case I cite them in mm-hmm. my article. And I just talked to this girl, and then this guy, Adam. What did you say? Uh, apparently, I didn't hear uh, where everybody yeah, works. Let away. me back up real quick here. <laughs> okay. Uh, right after Guardians of the Galaxy came out, this wonderful film, uh, an article came out in Collider, which is a geek site, you know, geek mm-hmm. news and this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And it basically was saying that we shouldn't serialize movies. Obviously, many years too late. Movies have been serialized way back in the day. They just haven't been lately. But, uh, but that the, the connectivity of the Marvel movies, in other words, this... Horse that's ma- this car that's making horses, uh, you know, uh, no longer our, our mode of transportation. Uh, you know, there's just no way we should do that. So it's just taking the most modern thing. And basically, what it really was was look, Guardians came out, it's completely popular across the board, critically to audience wise. So Absolutely. you got to find something to say, right? You got to find some gotta way be to critic. be, it's got to be, it got to be a critic, gotta which a critic. I, I just I hate that. I don't, I don't, I hate criticism so I guess. he adam brings up the article and it's oh remember that article by that guy in collider blah 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 and i just found out this girl was from collider that was sitting next to me sitting and, right across and, and and i i don't know adam you know i know paul i'm trying i didn't know how to like you know with <laughs> with telepathically tell you that this and finally he keeps going on and on oh and, and, I, and, and, I, and, way, and i'm into the i'm giving it the full adam fuck that fuck that yeah, website fuck is, those guys. yeah he did he actually <laughs> said fuck collider <laughs> And um, and when it got she, to that point, and by the way, you 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 are right about that well, whole but, thing. And, and, and I, she just starts going like this. <laughs> she's laughing. laughing. She's yeah. laughing. And I look at her, and she looks at me, and she just starts laughing. And finally, I said, "Guys, she's from Collider." <laughs> but she wasn't pissed. No, she wasn't. Oh, it was not she, her article. Actually, it wasn't her article, and she actually got into a discussion with you guys about it. Yeah, that was yeah. what's funny about it. Is like yeah. when you. When you're kind of caught on the carpet, because Paul and I have said for weeks now, I'm like, I'm going to post that on the on our Twitter feed or I'm going to bring it up on the air or something. And just a discussion over this because I just completely disagree with this article, which is rooting for more Green Lanterns, even though it doesn't know that it is. Uh, so this is the perfect way to air it <laughs> in front of uh, this person from Collider. And the funny moment was like right after that, as soon as she says, I'm from Collider, like I didn't back down. Like Paul thought that was Why really funny. Why bother? No, you had the best, yeah. you had, you did. It was <laughs> proud like, of you. Because if you had backed down, I mean, you'd look like an asshole. You'd be the, yeah. you'd be the, the but, but I mean, you were, you were really explaining yourself well. And she was just like, I understand. Still yeah. littered, I think, with yeah. fuck that guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know she was having a beer with her friends that night. So, you know, this guy yeah. today. Uh huh. And then, she and then the card. So I hope she left with the card. So she uh, I'm not sure. It. But then what was so funny is that then it went into whatever and you know silence, and we Everybody went off and forgot. did whatever. Then we ended up outside, and I ended up right there with her. And there was like a long silence, and I go, I think the takeaway here is I read the site. 
fantastic. And it encourages you to think. Yeah, right. <laughs> it encourages. Yeah. We don't want that. All right, we started this show out with the, the latest movie news. Let's look back through my extensive Premiere Magazine collection here in the Admirals Club oh, and check sweet. out news from two years ago. Uh, two years ago. From 25 years ago oh, with another edition wow. of Movie Guys Time Capsule. <laughs> This month we're focused on the September 1989 oh, issue. Uh, for those of you watching, I never on YouTube, missed an issue of this. Mm, Who's in the cover? I can't see. Kim Basinger. Oh, all right. From all right. which movie? Uh, man, 89. It wasn't uh, Batman. It wasn't. Uh, oh, 89. It'll be Batman. Right? Oh yeah, it'll be Batman. You're yeah. right. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it would be just afterwards. So That's Batman right. was a huge hit. First time. And then she's talking. All right. So <laughs> let me just jump through to the the places I found most interesting here. I just recognized your hair. That's how I knew. Well, I'm thinking of the. The dirty one. That's what was good. I was like, no, that's oh, early 80s. Weeks. Weeks. That's early 80s. Uh, here's an ad. Are your EP recordings destroying that meaningful relationship you developed with your big screen TV? Oh. Are fuzzy images, muted colors, and jitters giving you anxiety? Yes. Why cope with problems like these when TDK's new EHG offers reconciliation? It may be difficult to believe, Ooh. but these dramatically improved video cassettes can give you a six-hour EP recording that's better than a two-hour recording on standard tapes. What? <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> Shut up. So they were pricey. You want to get out and purchase that? That was reminds me. I want to add this into the into the box of questions for guests. Mm -hmm. What were the other two movies on the tape with, you know, some certain oh, movie? Yeah, yeah. You know, because yeah. <laughs> you could record three movies on a tape. I bought Batman. So that oh well, yeah, Batman. Recorded. I just yeah, Batman. I owned. Yeah. Batman. Batman. I bought Batman. Just looking <laughs> at that Kim Bassinger picture again, it looks like her hand is of a man. She got man hands? Oh, she, she has does a man, have man hand. Man hand. Isn't that well, that's pre Photoshop, right? Yeah, it's <laughs> just a big, veiny hand. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you Which know. is great. Yeah, it's it's real. flipping through this, it's just great that there was a whole movie magazine. Oh, yeah. Premiere was the bomb. Magazines all about movies anymore. Here, uh, speaking of the devil, here's an ad uh, for Revlon featuring Connie Selica. <laughs> oh, nice. No way. <laughs> you so say it here, it comes out there. Now, what's going on in movie news? Uh, Who, she was married to well, Buck a Rogers, giant smoking right? ad, first of all. <laughs> yeah. you know, a camel. giant camel looking like a cock. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Save your camel points. What was the... the th okay, so the argument it was does. that they made his face look like, like, a, a, penis. like a penis with yeah, balls well, in it. Yeah. And a okay, vagina mouth. Clearly, they, <laughs> clearly <laughs> it was intentional. Yeah, why does that make us Why would you want to smoke? Why does that make you want to smoke cigarettes? That is a weird sexualization, right? I never got that until someone told me, but I don't know if it played on my subconscious or if that's what they were aiming for. Oh, maybe because you, you're sucking on the cigarette like you'd be sucking on the guy's dick? I don't know. But, but think, of, think, think of the Marvel. That would be Virginia right? Slims then, oh, not Camel. <laughs> was Camel a gay a guy cigarette? No. No, oh, okay. No. Well, what if they put an artificial nose on the Marlboro Man to make it look a little bit like a cock? Like, right. there's no reason right. that doesn't think, like, oh, that's clearly a brand for me. <laughs> uh, here they've got profiles of actors like uh, John Torturo, who's oh, probably going to wow. go somewhere, and uh, yeah. Andy Garcia. Gonna sure. take and Catherine Grody. Catherine Grody, anybody? <laughs> <laughs> Who's Catherine Grody? Who yeah, that say? She was in the Lemon Sisters. Which I don't there remember. I don't think I saw wow. that. With uh, Diane Keaton. There's Diane that. Keaton, I've heard of. Uh, oh, and then uh, an actor by the name who is in a uh, Jim Jarmusch film named his name is Rockets Red Glare. No. Oh, God. oh he was a, he a porn He was a Warhol guy. Yeah, he's got nasty teeth. Wow. He yeah, he's an Andy Warhol uh, factor. And, oh, and there's oh my God, I think. this movie magazine is just the greatest thing in the world. A ton of photos by, by Douglas Kirkland. I mean, these great shots of Marilyn and Nicholson. Oh, those are great. Those and, are pretty uh, great. Yeah. 
and Margaret and Audrey Hepburn. I mean, these these great photos. I've never seen Full any of page those. stuff. And Margaret's in the Great it. Race. She is. You're right. She here. sings. And finally, uh, there's a big article in the back. Why do reviewers insist on giving away plot points? Oh. Nothing's what, changed what, in I, 25 no. years. For what plots did they mention? The Big Chill. <laughs> Somebody's all pissed that they gave away uh, parts of The Big Chill. <laughs> but, um, yeah, some things never change. You'd think Premiere would have got to the bottom of that. Shook up the industry and stopped that from happening, but no, they still give it all away. Oh my goodness. Wow, that is crazy. All right, let's put away the time capsule. There we go. I love that all we have in our time capsule are premiere copies of (laughs) premiere. That's very movie, guys. I got a few Hollywood reporters, but uh, back in the day it was all print. Oh, man. I love that premiere magazine. Uh, But but now it's time for a quick round of. What did you see this week? Karen and I celebrated an anniversary, so we're flipping around Netflix for something to watch. Landed on Don John. Oh, because we haven't seen it yet. Uh, it was Joseph fast, and sharp, and funny. Um, visually great. I thought he had a really great eye for directing and storytelling. Visually, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, cool. visually, but a little unsatisfying uh, in that it kind of veers off, and tells a different story the second half. Does it Which kinda, I like yeah. too, but I just think that would have been a different movie. Yeah. What did, what's the second story? Because he's falling in Julian love with Moore. Scarlett Johansson, right? Did you know Julianne Moore is in the movie? Did not. not That's a whole nother thing. Yeah. So yeah. There's, there's a whole nother subplot that becomes the, a plot. In a, way, hmm. in, um, in a way, it is satisfying from a woman's point of view. And that makes me just like him more. Uh, what's his name? Joseph Gordon-Levitt. G-G-O. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, you're, here, your You'll man love crush. Love-It-Levitt. <laughs> he, um, he takes a movie that, when we saw the trailer, we thought it was kind of interesting that she was into uh, chick movies, yeah. and then he was into porn. So oh, what that was would Julianne be, Moore into? Well, that's the thing. <laughs> it, they, they didn't really spend much time at all with the idea that she liked chick movies, and it per- pretty much just turned into Stark Garlett Johansson became the bad guy. Mm. And he found himself and realized that Love is actually about communicating with somebody and then having sex with them, which was totally foreign to him. And he accidentally found that out with her. And so it became like a chick flick, which he was making well, fun of for Scarlett Johansson uh, watching. In all what fairness, in all fairness if you've it. watched enough porn, there are a lot of chicks in it. Yes, but are they connecting with you? <laughs> I don't know. On a connecting? level that you <laughs> are. On Lee's level? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> on a scrotum level. On a scrotum, scrotum level. level. It turns into a chick flick, I think. Interesting. Now, yeah. do we get to see any of her nakedness? Uh, they have sex. Scarlet. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. no, no. no. Nope. That was all saved for that one movie yeah. nobody saw. No, no. Yeah. But, but that, that wasn't but, sexy. But that's that's pretty good though that it's uh, making fun of chick flicks and then he ends up it's almost like boomerang right I mean I does, think it, I does might it play be, itself I think I might be reading into that oh okay. I think that might be my <laughs> oh, thought on it you're gotcha. a very smart woman I Thank think you. you could be but right but still the best <laughs> part he, he makes a good Jersey dope you know a Jersey yeah. Shore typey guy and his whole fan Tony Dance is good as, uh, oh, as his dad and right. Glenn yeah. Headley Headley as uh, his mother <laughs> they're all good so it's good casting and all that but the story just kind of wavers a little bit and doesn't end up being quite as satisfying even though the overall production is sharp and funny. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? What'd you see? I saw Guardians of the Galaxy. I saw for it again, time? too. Uh, for third the first time. time. And I you s- said for the third? Third. Yeah. I saw, saw the, the 15, year old. is it 15 or 20 minute preview? Remember we saw that a couple weeks ago? Mm-hmm. And I yeah, loved it. was like a couple of months ago. Oh That's my God. That's why we had to get you summer. out to see Guardians. Yeah. It was so good. I loved it. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to see this movie. Um, I don't know if I agree with that anymore because I love the like characters. It? I love the characters and I love the way they interacted and I love the heart and I almost cried. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what the story was, and that really irritated me 
they talked about people that I didn't know who they were, and then some guy with a big head, and I didn't know who he was. And wait, I didn't wait, 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 but you could say that about yeah. Darth Vader, and then there's a guy, exactly a, a guy dressed in black no, comes no, 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 in no. thing. I know exactly what was going on. I know that da- no, Darth. I knew what was going on with Star Wars. I knew exactly. But it's just as simple. There's no, a, it's not. not. A yeah. guy's invading not. a planet. Going to kill no, all the people. Better no, 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 not no. kill people. I think Paul there and I talked about this. a brother of somebody else, and there's blue people and brown people and green people. And Karen, it's not clear. I got lost with the names. Thank you. Yeah, like not I couldn't clear. remember who's. It would have been better if they made it simpler. Zathura was. Yeah. Like, Zamora. Thank you. So yeah, I f- kept Zamora. Zamora. I kept forgetting but you who know she's he was. The green chick. Zamora. No. Yeah. No. Who's the no, blue guy? Who's, who's the blue, blue guy? guy? Why do we care about the blue guy? Did I say Zamora? Yondu. Yeah. See, Yondu and Zamora were the two. Yeah, I got. But I mean, who's the emperor in Empire Strikes Back? I mean, there's it's a bunch of stuff like that that sort of cursorily matters you know (laughs) but i liked the movie i think it just was too convoluted for its own good but i thought it would i thought it was extreme you know those are like words that are in the movie but in terms of like the motions i think that's all especially the characters motions it's all very crystal clear the 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 reason i think the movie is so genius and i think really a, a, a really good movie is that all of the conflict, most of the conflict, at least in the body of the movie, is generated by the characters' flaws. So when but she- I, I agree. I just think yeah. that the characters are the best part of the movie. I wish I knew what was happening. But most of the rest is a, a little bit of a MacGuffin. It doesn't really matter why yeah, what he's matters, yeah, what matters, like, destroying like the planet. When, when yeah. Rocket has his, his like outburst and he's talking about being different... It's like what you're saying, everybody with their flaws. Yeah, that's why the 15-minute version was better. I I was brought to tears on that. I don't agree with you. Yeah, because I knew they were trying to get out of prison. And I could follow that. It was, it was I didn't know why, but I knew they were trying. A ragtag group of misfits. Yeah, I love that. Taking on evil. I like I've never read any of the Guardians of the Galaxy comics. Nobody has. It's so new. Um, That, that, but I still completely... Well, you know Patrick Peters, right? Or, or, or we go back to Universal together yes, with yes. Patrick. Oh, yes. uh, yeah, and I was explaining it to him, and it's 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 not uh, without its convolution to say mm-hmm. that, you know, well, they're looking for an Infinity Stone that uh, Ronan and his is trying to get for Thanos, whose daughters Nebula and Gamora are trying to get because he's. Uh, 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 I think you're making Karen's point. Ronan is a is a Cree that went against the treaty against Sandar <laughs> and wants to destroy them, but the Ravagers with Yondu. There's a lot. There but, is a but lot. Hold on, but hold on. Those but are Star-Lord. all those are all words. The actual motivations of all those people are crystal clear. It's crystal clear that Yondu is getting screwed over by Star Lord. If right? you know that who Yondu is, no, huh? that's not crystal clear. I when don't. When he comes know on the screen, says, yeah, "All right, I mean, you know that the guy. So, you got to be able to follow some of those names. I'm telling you, when a guy comes on, they call him Yondu. That's Yondu." I watched the movie and I didn't know what was happening. You can argue all you want, but you can't get in my head and tell me that that's wrong. Yes, I can. (laughs) I'm in your head now, man. I liked it. It was just confusing. I'm just saying that uh, that that I don't think the movie gets enough credit for like uh, for for not being so in out in the universe of Marvel because nobody really knows much of the mythology that they're spinning there. Like that's in the comics and I do know some of that, but I just don't, I just don't think it's required to enjoy the movie. But. I agree and that's why they should have made it clearer. I don't need to have a history with um Star Wars to know what was happening. Yeah. I, I think it does get plenty of credit. I mean the 98% of yeah, the Yeah, you, you, you said earlier in the show that everybody <laughs> loved it except for that 
person at that magazine. Yeah. So obviously everybody liked it. Yeah. All right, we're time's ticking away. Let's get to the grand finale. Uh, oh, Yay. does anyone have anything else they saw? I saw a, a movie um, called The Machine with Katie Lutz from mm. uh, that Black Canary on Arrow, and she's on Mad Men. Mm-hmm. Don't know and, that one. Oh, it's kind of. I, I think they ripped off the soundtrack from Blade Runner because it's a whole Vangelis kind of thing. But it's about it's it's the trope where um, man makes machine to fill in a hole in his life. You know, machine starts to get feelings. Government takes machine for their own evil purposes. Oh. Then that machines, old story. And then machines <laughs> think about taking over the world. But it's really well done. It's an indie movie, I think, uh, like that takes place in Wales. And What's it called? The Machine. The Machine. Yeah, it's like uh, the West is new. at war with China in the future. Does and the machine start as a sexily voiced uh, app that just helps him organize yes. his day? Yes. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Well, at least I so got they it. go to war with China, so it's not a too distant future. Exactly. Okay. China's <laughs> taken over the world. Kind of right around the corner future. Yeah. But anyway, I, I, that's a good rental. Okay. On, on if you yeah. rent it and it has Christian Bale, you've accidentally rented The Machinist. Yes. yes. Right. Which is different. <laughs> which okay. is much so just different. make sure you know what you're getting yeah. there. Yeah. What do you uh, got there, Karen? You got the birthdays? I got birthdays. Very little. He wants to fucking no. get somewhere. It's hot in here. The whorehouse is closing birthday. at 11. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start off our week of birthdays by wishing a happy birthday to Linda Hamilton. Happy birthday, Linda Hamilton. Thank you, Sarah Turns Connor. 57, but can play anywhere from a movie star to a made-for-TV movie star. Oh. She started off her career in made-for-TV movies and is currently on Defiance on the Sci-Fi Network. Yes, she is. She is often cast as tough as nails woman who can overcome struggle and grief, but she says about herself, my heart is so light, it's amazing. I get to play all this grief and all this loss and disaster and chaos. It's hysterically funny. I'm very light. I'd say I'm a Lucy Ricardo trapped in somebody else's body. Because when you think of Linda Hamilton, you immediately think, (laughs) but did you know that she was not the first choice? No, for Sarah Connor and the Terminator. It was originally cast with Paul's girlfriend, Deborah Winger, who backed out at the last minute. And then Glenn Close, who backed out. Those are much bigger names than her at that time. Yeah, and others in the running who auditioned and were being considered were Melanie Griffith, Jason Jennifer Jason Lee, Gina Davis, Jodie Foster, and Tatum O'Neill. They had a long list. Hmm. Yeah, a pretty long list, but she still got it. Good on Linda Hamilton coming out of nowhere. Linda Hamilton wasn't known at all. Those were all. I think that's what makes Sarah Connor so great is that you didn't have any celebrity overshadowing. Gentlemen at the table, uh, question for the gentleman: Hot or not, Linda Hamilton? Hot. Hot. Yeah, hot. Yeah, okay. Stuck in 80s hair a little Girl's bit. Yeah. First of she is a oh, mansion. see, I find that a little sexy. She's right? a little manly. Manly. Mansion. Little Here's something that has nothing to do with her birthday, but I'm sure she wouldn't mind if I mentioned it because it was amazing. I will read to you. If she right? has any problems, she can come on here and talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Movie guys. She'd like to refute any of this. <laughs> yeah. FYI, everyone. I saw this when I was reading up about the Terminator. OJ Simpson <gasps> was passed over for the role of the Terminator because producers feared... He wouldn't be taken seriously as a killer. Ah! Ah! <laughs> Yahtzee. Wonderful. <laughs> Yahtzee. <laughs> well, Thank the L.A. You. District Court, court didn't take him seriously as a killer. Oh, yeah. That's pretty yeah. great. Evidently, they were right. It's yeah. been proven in a court of law. You can't take him seriously as a, <laughs> oh, as a killer. So happy birthday, Linda. <laughs> next up, let's wish a happy birthday to Brad Bird, who turns 57 oh, as well, yes. but can play anywhere from a live-action director to an animated film director. Mm-hmm. He is known for his work on what... Feature animated movies. Anybody? Yell them out. The Iron Giant. The Incredibles. Mm-hmm. Ratatouille. Yes. 
Wait, these are all correct answers? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Isn't this amazing? We're still guessing. He's been an amazing... Is that it for anime? No. Up, another Toy oh. Story and 3. Beaches. Mon Beaches was his big, big hit with... No. I watched Joe's Beaches. No, I don't have that. <laughs> that's it the might have been. Chick flick. But I didn't put it on there. Monsters no, University. Not. He likes, as we can tell from these, to use unknown voice talent. And in The Incredibles, he provided the voice for the character Edna Mode on a temp track. Then they brought in Lily Tomlin, who was approached to do the role, but she turned it down after listening to Brad's scratch track, stating the right voice had already been found. Oh, oh wow. That's so amazing. he oh, tried to hire a, a celebrity, and he's still unknown his own voice. <laughs> he didn't mean to. Write that down as a Lily Tomlin story where she comes off nice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so unlike her. Yeah, right? John She's Carter like, of Mars, too, right? Is that him? Uh, that was Andrew Stanton. Oh, Andrew Yeah, Stanton. different Pixar guy. But yeah. uh, He has been once referred to by some as the modern-day Walt Disney. Huh. Yeah. He does not birthday. like Jews, apparently. He's a Nazi. <laughs> he's anti-Semitic. Uh, Union-busting. I don't yeah. want to jump ahead, but are you going oh. on to what he's got coming up? Uh, no, go ahead. He's making a film called Tomorrowland with George oh, Clooney. Shut up. Speaking about of Walt Disney. Walt Disney? I did not know I'm that. not sure. I don't know oh. what it's about, but no, wait, Clooney did, and Brad Bird, I'm going. Doesn't Clooney play Walt Disney with the pencil-thin mustache? Uh, it's Hanks. That's what Pencil I was thinking. Thank you for yeah. Tomorrowland is a Unless ride at the park, right? Yeah. It is. It's They're adapting more rides. It's a whole section. It's a whole land. It's a magical it's a land section. at the park. How did you and know, And, of course, uh, his last movie was, uh, his last live-action movie was Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Oh, that's right. So Brad Bird is really good. Quite a kick-ass director. Yeah, I um, didn't know who suck. he was. I just kind of clicked on, and when I saw that he had done all this, I felt kind of bad that I didn't know it was him. So... Trying to give him some kudos because wow, he's done some crazy yeah. shit. And Clooney played Walt Disney with a pencil thin mustache and no brother were out there. Look it up. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, let's wish a happy birthday to Mark Hamill, who turns 62 <gasps> years Mark old today, Hamill. but could play anywhere from a squeaky clean hero of the galaxy to one of the most well known villains of all time, the Joker. Do you know how Mark Hamill got the role of Luke Skywalker? Anybody? You know the story about why he auditioned? I don't know. This is crazy. You hear so much about Harrison. I have the audition tapes yeah. that I found at a Comic Con. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He, uh, his friend Robert Englund, Freddy Krueger, oh, wow. Nightmare on Elm Street. He wanted to get into movies, and so he auditioned for some part for a Luke Skywalker character in Star Wars. We well, didn't win the role during his audition, but he thought, you know, who should be auditioning for this? So he told his friend Mark Hamill. He spoke to him briefly uh. about the role and said, "You should go in there and audition." So he did, and I guess the rest is history. So we have England to thank for all this, that. This story does not help any any parent or uncle or aunt yeah. that, that looks at us and always says, you know what you should do? Yeah. You yeah. should be in Star Wars. You yeah. should get into movies. Yeah. That's what this story was. And he did, and hey, he got hey, the part. Hey, you, you should audition for a movie. You should go to oh. LA. And then well, England, this is great, he went on, and his first film ended up being Eaten Alive. <laughs> <laughs> but let me bring it back to Paul. Uh, yes. Paul Preston? Oh, Paul, please. Paul Preston. Paul Preston. <laughs> and then I'd like to bring so back is, Robert England. Is <laughs> Mark Hamill a good actor? Yes. Oh, I'll yes. tell you why. Because oh. if you watch the Star Wars trilogy close to one another, oh. you can really see the arc of the character. So he got better? He, yeah, because when, he when he's doing the Tachi Station bit, you're like, what a douche. But <laughs> then just keep watching. But two hours later, douche, right? Two hours point. later, yeah. he's on Endor kicking the hell out of everybody. And yeah. his, okay. his storyline in Return of the Jedi is the best of the three. Endor's nutty. You know, the space battle's great, but the Darth Luke stuff going yeah. on with the Emperor Palpatine <laughs> is uh, is the best part of that movie, I think. Okay, that, I you had that answer ready, so I know that you believe that He's fervently. He's growing a beard for the new movie. Yeah. Ah, 
Hamill so spoke excited. briefly about his role in the next installment of Star Wars franchises, pointing out that he's really playing second fiddle to new actors. It's really about the next generation of characters who are just there to lend support and grow contractually obligated beards. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> he's a, he's like a he's like Obi Wan doing an Obi Wan. Yeah. It's gonna be so yeah. exciting to see yeah. him with a beard. Now wait, that being said, my little yes. story about uh, sure. Mark Hamill. He hasn't done much else to really show whether he's a great actor. I mean, he's done tons of voiceover and things he's like that. He's done a bunch of voiceover. But yeah, well, he's the Joker like, on yeah. uh, mm-hmm. the Batman animated series yeah. and I think the video games. And Lee, you know yes. how much I love when celebrities sing. It's oh. what keeps me up at night. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lee, I went and I dug through to hear if we could find some Mark Hamill singing. And of no. course we did. As the Joker <gasps> from the Batman series, Sweet. Arkham City, singing Only You. You have one missed call. Call received three <laughs> hours ago. Only you. <laughs> He's so good. Can make this world seem right. Only you. <laughs> can make the darkness bright. And that wraps another movie show cast, everybody. <laughs> All right, follow us on Twitter at The Movie Guys, on Facebook.com uh, slash The Movie Guys, as well as on YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, Vine, Instagram, all that stuff. Thanks to Audrey Kern. Yay! Thanks for having me. That was so fun. Give us a, a real quick what you can find over at Geek Girl Authority. Uh, Geek Girl Authority, uh, you can catch all the, the geekly, nerdly uh, geek news of the day, like castings, uh, movie reviews, and we also have several podcasts. We have one called, that I do where I interview uh, what I like to call geek patriots uh, called Neil Before Odd. And, um, yeah, I got 16 episodes so far. It does really well on iTunes. It's just one-on-one interviews with a person from the geeky world. And I also have a podcast called Polecats and uh, lots of other stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And so come on by and, 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 and check it out. What first got you down the road to geekery? My nerd origin story is, um, just, is being overseas with no friends that spoke my language Uh, and playing, uh, ups with my sister, and shortly after that, that fantasy world, you know, that kind of escapist fantasy world. And then, of course, Star Wars came out, even though, like, if I was to pick between Star Wars and Star Trek, I'm major Trekkie. But mm. Star Wars, I think, opened the gate for, like, everybody. I think we were talking about that the other day. That was your nerd origin, too, with Star Wars, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Dad took me to see it. Mm-hmm. That was it. Yeah. I wanted to be Han Solo. Yeah. I think for a lot of people are, well, I'm older than you. I'm 75. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people that generation. You look great for 75. Though. Was it Wizard of Oz that first brought you around to geekery when you saw <laughs> it in the theater? It was yeah. the fan- it was the fantasy the aspect of it. Them talkies got me hooked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So thank, thank you for, you for uh, thank you for coming on. Thank you for Steve Scholes for uh, all of his writing contributions to the show every week. And remember, you can find everything we're up to at themoviegues.net. We'll be back next week as we venture into the October films, including David Fincher's Gone Girl. Oh boy! Can't oh, wait to good. see. That looks so disturbing. And uh, we will see you then. Hey, Karen. Do you know uh, the name of the character that Mark Hamill plays in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back? I don't know. Cockknocker. <laughs> That's kind of perfect. <laughs> Is he really? Yeah. Hey, I kids, it's it. Mark Hamill. I thought he played I, himself. Oh, that's a that's a funny one. Actually, he has a really funny comic beat because he, he goes, oh, why do they call you Cockknocker? And he goes, actually, it's a very interesting story. And then he just punches him in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lee, Lee, do you know what you should uh, name your one 
Man show that you have coming up? Cockknocker. No. What? Scrote dropper. <laughs> and how did you know I had a one man show He's coming teaching up? Teaching people how to keep I, their Karen things. Sing it. I know things. Scrote Wait, let's do dropper. <laughs> let's do plot libs again. At some point, just say scrote dropper when asked for it now. <laughs> that is a noun. Okay.